Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Fan Critical's coverage of The Walking Dead. Uh, This week, we're talking about Season 9, Episode 10, Omega, directed Mm. by David Boyd. So this week, it's all changed up again. I'm still here as your host, Emma, uh, and you've got the pleasure of John's return. Yay! We love him! But no Len. Yeah! All right! Woo! Uh, Unfortunately, he's been captured by some random group. We're hoping he might find his way back to us in a couple of weeks. Mm. Maybe. 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 But say hello to everyone, John. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing our usual setup, uh, overall thoughts, blueberry schools, and then a run through of the episode before we get to Comet Corner this week, hosted by John. Yay, in a way. No preparation whatsoever. No, look, I've read the comics, so well, that's it's good, yeah. isn't it? So if you don't want any comic spoilers, we will give you a heads up before we kick off with Comic Corner and you can skip that bit. Mm. Uh, so John, I'm going to let you go first. Tell us what you thought of this episode. Give us your blueberry school. And for anybody who isn't familiar with that, which would be fucking ridiculous at this point mm. uh zero to five zero is the worst five is the best walking dead has never had a five episode uh, oh. there can be no halves i mean it's had five blue episodes just not as we've been reviewing no no yeah. not since our, our review <clears throat> in time it has well done walking dead so take it away john tell me all about it um okay so a blueberry score uh we basically score everything uh with our precious blueberries uh, it goes zero to five. There can be no half blueberry uh, because that would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'm going to give this episode straight off the bat. Um, I'm going to give it three blueberries. Okay. Um, I think it, it's. Um, I think the term is it's. It's a grower, not a shower. Is that? Yeah. Not sure if that's usually a term used for television, <laughs> um, but I understand what you mean. Yes, it's um, it gets better as it goes, and in the hindsight, and I guess we'll get on to kind of positives and, and negatives of of the episode. Um, there was stuff that I didn't enjoy, but then at the end, I was like, "Yeah, actually, that's that wasn't too bad." I can kind of see where they were going. Mm. Um, it's uh, and look, any episode it is kind of a filler episode. In a way. Um, yeah, I get what you mean by that. Because nothing really majorly happens. But it has got me excited for the potential of uh, maybe like a couple of episodes time. Um, but nah, look, it's... it's uh, no. <laughs> and we're not coming back for that anyway. Um, so yeah, it's a free bloobs from me. That's not a bad score though, to be fair. Three's, you know, it's, it's right. not awful. It's towards the upper end. Uh, certainly better than most of uh, season eight, definitely. Yeah. Out of interest, what did what would you have rated last week's episode, the um, mid-season premiere? Um, probably a two, to be honest. I thought it was fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it <clears throat> so last week's episode was one of those episodes that me and Len uh, have always said we thought would be good. 
in that most of it was centred around Negan on his own, mm. and actually it wasn't very good at all. Um, they could have done it properly if they just had a Negan episode. Um, and I'm still baffled by the end of it. I'm still baffled by um, him coming off the bike, and I'm like, what is going on here? It's badass Judith, isn't it? But no, but it isn't though, is it? Like, what is it? Is it a dream? Like, is he mental now? Like, what, what is, is going it a on dream? there? Yeah. Oh, is it real, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. That, oh, well, that's interesting. Okay. Did it actually? If it happened, that is a one blueberry out of me. I one hundred percent thought that was just real, but now you put doubt. Doesn't into make my any mind. sense for her to be that far away. What? Why? So actually, that's quite a good point. No, I don't Fuck. think it didn't happen at all. That's what I'm saying. Like. Come on, at least have it so that when she's walking away, she just disappears. But anyway, we digress. We do digress indeed. What about this week's episode, Emma? Um, I'm going to echo your score on three bloobs. I, I quite enjoyed this episode. I loved the ending. Um, really excited to see the introduction of Samantha Morton because it's been teased for a while. Um, I quite I quite liked the flashbacks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that was quite enjoyable. And it was just interesting to start seeing a bit more of uh, the whispers. Yeah. And developing some of our other characters. So, yeah, I mean, t- t- for me, not a bad episode. Quite enjoyed it. It's, it opens up, you know, like you say, it's a bit of a filler episode, but it mm. opens up the beginning of some really exciting stuff, I hope. As someone that hasn't read the comics, mm-hmm. um, what do you make of kind of the explanation of the Whisperers? What, what's your understanding of them as a group thus far? And do you buy this? There's not that many of them. Um, well, firstly, I absolutely do not buy that there's not that many of them. Mm. I think there's fuck tons of them. Okay. That is a legitimate number. Um, <laughs> Be more specific. More specific. Ten million fuck tons. Oh yeah. wow. Um, no, I, I, there's got to be loads of them. Um, I'm still not really sure what I think their mission is. Right. I think that Alpha is a bit nutso. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I quite like it. Mm. And. Is it a necessary mm. nuts? Do you think she has to be? Could be. But I don't think so. Okay. I think, well... You just think she's I don't know. I'm lost not, it. I'm not ready to make that choice yet, mm. that opinion. Okay, cool. I'm so hold it back. So on that basis, do you think you've seen enough of her character, given that that was supposed to be the intro to her? Yes. <laughs> I mean, not forever, but in order to introduce her, yeah. I think we've, yeah. we've seen three different sides of her an imagined one a real one and then a, like in the past and yep. a present one mm. i think that was enough and i just wanted to meet her now yeah and i thought her entrance was brilliant um but before we get into that it's time yep. for, a, for a little advert break oh i hate these oh. <laughs> so thanks for listening guys again tuning in We've had loads of really good content come out this year so far. We've just released our Oscars preview podcast. We all wore tuxes and dresses. Well, John wore a dress anyway. I wore both, yeah. A tux and a dress. Um, We've also just recently released our retrospective review of Stephen King's The Shining, which was a riot. And uh, coming up, we've got some really cool stuff, including Captain Marvel and uh, John and Gareth's new show, The Worst of Netflix. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, go on. Tell them a little bit about that. Um, So obviously in our search for uh, zero blueberry movies, uh, me and Gaz, uh, I guess we're sort of at the opposite um, of the spectrum in that I'm very negative and and Gaz is uh, fairly positive 
little fellow. Um, but he is joining on. Uh, ugh, he is joining me on my journey um, to find the worst of Netflix. It's like Gandalf and Frodo. In a way, in a way. Um, I mean, I'm definitely Gandalf in that, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing, and our first movie or film that we'll be reviewing is uh, is a movie that has been highly recommended uh, for its absolute barbaricness. Um, and it's Leo the Lion. So we're excited to talk about it. Um, well, I say excited, dreading it, to be honest. Anticipatory, perhaps. Ooh, yes. So, yeah, so there you go. That'll be our first episode of a new show. And if it goes well, we'll do more. If it dies on its arse, that'll be the last episode of The Worst <laughs> of Netflix. So there you go. Uh, but that, that'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, you can keep up with everything that we do by following us on social media and the podcasting platforms. So you can find us on Twitter, at FanCriticalPod. You can find us on Instagram, Fan underscore Critical. Facebook, just search Fan Critical. You can even email us, FanCriticalPodcast at gmail.com. Mm. And you can subscribe to all of our content under various different streams on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, all the others, all yeah. of them ones, major All the apps. major ones. Um, if you feel like it, leave us a little review. We always love those. Mm. Yeah. Um, do send us feedback. We uh, do try to keep that uh, going in podcasts if we can. But for now, let's go back to The Walking Dead. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So we're going to split this one into... Favourite and least favourite bits, John. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, back to where we were in the first half of uh, season nine. I think yep. it worked really well. And between you and I, I think we could have quite a bit of a laugh around this. And some serious Because Len's not here, we can have a laugh. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We're yeah, we're allowed. Yeah. We're allowed this week. No laughter. I'm going to start first um, with one of my favourite bits. Oh, yeah. In a slightly disturbed way. Sexy Wormgate. <laughs> right. Okay, straight for that. Right yeah. in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Uh, homicidal Henry has decided because he's been driven by his teenage lust hormones mm. he's going to take Lydia out of her cell and show her around so before she has her massive freak out yeah. sitting on the grass yeah. she's just oh what's that in the what's that in the soil there worm how she like, spot it worms isn't it <laughs> she's got really good eyesight bad teeth great eyesight yeah okay fair enough uh, the bit that really got me was mm. when she was like you want one oh not sure about the mud are you I'll just lick that off and yeah give you that's the worm. disgusting I'd have right. preferred the mud to be honest I'd prefer just not to eat the worm well I mean I don't think that's a choice if he's trying to sleep with her well now so being serious do you think that that was just him trying to sleep with her or trying to make her not feel disgusting because she's lived a hard life and she has to eat worms um right uh, actually no I won't I won't discuss that just yet we'll get on to my thoughts on Henry in uh, in comic corner. Oh, okay. But look, I mean, he's he's doing it because he he wants to sleep with her. Let's let's be honest. Mm. Um, this is homicidal Henry. You know, okay, he might have kind of got rid of that nickname. And hormonal now he's... Henry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't wait for hemorrhoids, Henry. Yeah, that comes in about forty years. <laughs> Maybe twenty in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. My writer's back. My hemorrhoids have come back from the dead. Oh, oh God. God. This is a terrible episode. It's just a bit weird. Um, I kind of see what they're trying to do. Um, to be honest, uh, uh, okay, the worm stuff was disgusting. Um, but they're doing a fairly decent job of presenting that as a as a couple to the audience, I think. Yeah. Uh, the worms were rank. That, and that, just <laughs> that really was rank, me. yeah. But it does segue nicely yeah. into um, talking about Henry and uh, and Lydia. Mm. Some of it's a bit clunky, 
But in general, I thought they used those characters really <coughs> well together to get us information. Yeah. Um, and to lead us down the winding path that was, you know, taking us to the arrival of Alpha. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about the kind of comic comparison stuff, obviously, in Comic Corner. But what mm. did you think of their, their relationship? The budding yeah. relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's believable, which is, is probably the most important thing at, at this point. Because that's not that's not easy to do. If, if you're a viewer and you're looking at some trampy little fucking murderous outsider um, yeah. and then literally, like, she's not even been there a day and Henry's got his dick out and it's like, well, what are you doing, mate? Like, you're already in trouble for pissing about with the other kids mm. and falling in that pit. You're supposed to be in prison because of that. you got one day left and now you want to fuck some fucking suicidal outsider what are you doing man but it works <laughs> surprisingly um, given that we've had our uh, our doubts about homicidal henry and his his abilities um he's there were a couple of bits i thought were a bit clunky mm. but he's grown into it and actually i, I did think he was believable he, as a sort of soppy hormone riddled teenager riddled. sounds like he's got a disease doesn't it yeah he's ri- well hemorrhoids um, hormonal hemorrhoids ugh. Um, but and that'll be the last that we say of that um, this episode is actually sponsored by a cream (laughs) Um, so I would say he is clunky to a certain extent and again I think and we'll come to it in Comic Corner that there's a real issue I have with um, with him Um, having said that I guess lots of the plaudits of this episode will go to, uh, to Samantha Morton and we'll discuss her in detail, but I think um, I think Lydia's. Uh, I mean, I don't know the name of the actress that plays Lydia. She's fucking good, I think. Really believable, and her interactions with uh, Daryl. And I guess we'll get onto to Daryl as a plus point in a, in a bit. But she's really fucking good. I thought really convincing. Yeah, Cassidy uh, McClintsy. That's the one. Yeah, um, I really liked her. Mm. I think she's. Um, taken on a weird role and it, it must be quite a complex one because she's got to portray quite a lot of different uh personas yeah so talented well done um no i really liked her i think <laughs> well I, that was one of the personas then yeah talented she so could just be talented dirty emotional easy <laughs> oh dirty and emotional this is what happens when len's not here yeah that is true yeah. um leash off but i think what was most believable actually was her relationship or her connection with henry yeah. i didn't like that could very easily have come across as fake or awkward and it didn't in any way that was unrealistic mm. apart from the fact they're teenagers yeah i liked it yeah um and i'm gonna segue on to uh, I mean, I have mentioned him, but another plus point of this episode, Daryl. Now, this is what Norman Reedus should have been doing. Um, and again, you look at an episode like this and you go, right, now this is why people are getting pissed off with how underused he was in season mm. seven and eight, um, mainly eight. He's like, he's the big cheese of this season now. Yeah. Like, it's It's him. I think he's the highest paid actor. Must be pretty close. I'd imagine now that Andrew Lincoln's not... I don't know. I mean, well, obviously. But I think he's up there with, like, Dan I, Guerrero, Guerrero. and... Although she's yeah. leaving, apparently. But um, She is. But, 
yeah, I mean, th- this is what he should be used for. Mm. Um, he's convincing. He's obviously been working out because he's huge now. He's quality. And, uh, and yeah, more of Daryl. Like, he is one of, th- one of the very few people on this show that is, like, top quality. Like, mm. Hollywood quality. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Norman Reedus. Yeah, but I'm not talking about, like, how he looks. No, I don't and... mean it in a sexy way. I mean, he well, is. You do, though. Um, but I think he's a fantastic actor. He's been some brilliant stuff. And, you know, I agreed with you, season eight especially, but actually season seven and probably bits of season six, mm. he was massively, massively underused. Yeah. And now that they've started to pull him back, now that he's essentially replacing Rick. Yeah. And Jesus. Uh, you know, he is the <laughs> he's the alpha male now, yeah. isn't he, really? Mm. Um, and, and I think he's doing a cracking job of it because he's got such a range. Yeah. And I think he played that manipulation and that kind of coldness in this episode mm. really, really well. What do you think about that conversation between him and Henry where Henry started talking about Carol? Yeah, I mean, oh look, we've watched it together, so I know your thoughts, and and I guess I'll I'll echo them. Leading question. Well, I mean, you sat there and you're like, you know, who is this douchebag to tell Daryl about Carol? Yeah, that's exactly how what dare, I said. Yeah. yeah, how dare you speak of Carol to Daryl? You <laughs> barrel, um, which would be a weird <laughs> insult to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, but I guess that's another thing that emphasises. You know the six years or whatever it is that's that's passed. Mm. It's a long time. You're talking collectively. It's it's been about eleven years now. Yeah. The uh, the zombie apocalypse. Zombie. So hey, look, m- maybe to play uh, devil's advocate here. You know, screw you, Emma, because maybe he's been with her longer than Daryl was knocking about of her at this point. Yeah, but there's your mates in that. Yeah, but, no, I, you know, I, some. Mm, okay, I get your point to an extent, and I'll allow it, sort of. <clears throat> I, th- I think, for me, it, it got a payoff a bit later on in the episode where Henry then turned around and said, I'm really glad that you're friends with my mum. Because I think Henry... bit weird, that. Well, The I th- line itself, the delivery and... Yeah, the but I think, I think the point they were trying to go for was, actually, I'm sorry, I thought you were being a dick, but I understand why you were doing what you were doing, and I'm really glad you are who you are, yep. blah, 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 emotional, yep. emotional. Um, <laughs> Daryl <laughs> okay. just doesn't react to any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I don't know nothing. Eh? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think Daryl and Henry were pretty good, and Daryl and Lydia had really good connection in this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's it what works. I mean, yeah. Like, Brilliantly. He, um, I mean, uh, again, Norman Reedus, uh, the reason he should be in most of the scenes and the fact that he should be the main player is that you will see everyone else raised their game around him he is clearly now like the the a-lister in this show yeah so no it's good and 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 fair play to him so i remember thinking he was a right dick in season one (laughs) um but yeah he is he is the guy he's the man yeah speaking of men i'm gonna Mm -hmm. switch it right over and talk about some women oh yeah yeah Flip shit upside down. There was one part of this episode that I wasn't massively keen on until it got its payoff at the end, which mm. was um, so originally Tara and Magna and Yumiko and all of that lot going off to look for Luke and <clears> then <throat> sneaking out again. I found it a bit irritating. There was a part of me, and I get what they were doing it, but do you know what I mean? We, this happens all the time. Oh no, a group will go out in the night to save one of their own and then yeah, they yeah, all yeah, yeah. die by E.T. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and What's I'm, E.T. got to do with it? Well, 
he's a he's a zombie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when E.T. has an eating. No, I, just I, didn't say I know, it I know. I'm obviously winding you up, Emma Phillips. Oh, oh your full name to me as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm exposing um, your stupidity. You might not agree with me on this, but I, it, it is that kind of going out and being putting themselves in peril is, is annoying. Yeah. After all this time. <clears throat> it is going to happen, though. Yeah. I, but I felt like it was part of this kind of fillery episode thing. And it had mm. a payoff. Like, the payoff at the end was brilliant. Like, mm. that... We'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. Yeah. I just found it a bit irritating. Yeah. that I mean, that was probably one of the only, apart from Wormgate, uh, one of the only downfalls for me in this episode. Yeah, unfortunately, I um, I agree. Um, I couldn't give a fuck what they were doing. I don't and care I, and about at some point, yet. I was like, what's going on here? Like, I don't even remember them sneaking out. <laughs> um, and I was in the room watching as well. Yes. I didn't leave. It's the the choice, like the, the decision-making. You know, you get two of them that are, or sorry, one of them turns around and says, oh, you know, I can't can't leave Luke. He he was the one that found me. And you go, yeah, fair play. And then you get the two heavy hitters in the group. <laughs> nah. Yeah, Yumiko and Magna. Yeah, nah, we're just going to leave. I'm like, are you having a laugh? Can you imagine that? Imagine, like, Rick and Daryl just fucking leaving Carol and someone else. Just going, oh, do you know what? You're on your own. We're going back to... To the camp, you're like, yeah, what? Oh, speechless. Yeah, I, I think that that but was part really of it bad for, for the characters. I think, mm. and this I think is the thing because I don't think we're emotionally invested enough in Magna and Yumiko and the rest of that group. Luke maybe a bit more because we've seen more of him to actually give a shit about this little suicidal mission at this point. So then when they did that, it's kind of like, oh well, now I'm even less invested in you because mm. you're an idiot. All of you are idiots. Yeah. And I don't think they are, and I, you know we can talk a bit about this, I guess, in, in comment corner or, or now. Mm. Um, but it's supposed to be invested in them in characters, right? Yeah, I mean, well, certainly so. You know, they're they're not dedicating um, half of a you know. Okay, it's not necessarily a key episode, but they're getting a lot of screen time. That can be quite a heavy criticism of any TV show that has gone on for such a long time that suddenly. You're looking at it and you're going, why am I watching... Why is 50% of this episode about characters I met like six episodes ago? And I, I don't think it's a bad thing to introduce new characters. Mm. And again, I mean, I'm not going to... This won't come up in, in Comic Corner um, because it's too early. But there are even newer characters that we're going to meet that are really like, I can't wait to see them. Which is um, exciting. Yeah, this group, I'm just like, I've no interest Apart from Yumiko, I think Yumiko is quite cool. Well, I was going to say, the one saving grace about this sort of storyline arc <clears throat> was the conversation between Yumiko and Tara. Yeah. I, I really like that, and I think they will have a really interesting relationship moving forward. Mm. Uh, that, and that was good, and that, you know, as I said, the ending of it sort of pulled it all together and made it worthwhile, but the journey of it was a bit weird. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you make of Tara? Like her... Okay, in this episode as well, and and I guess that that dialogue that she had with Yumiko, but just her in general, what they're doing for her character. I'm not sure yet, if I'm honest. I think her reaction at the end of this episode was quite humble, but I don't know if she is. So I mean, if you go back, you think when Jesus was you know de facto leader of the hilltop. Yeah. She was essentially doing all the legwork and the face to face stuff, and she's clearly very good at it. People trust her; they want her to be in charge, and mm. I think she's done an amazing job of. Uh, building that reputation and that kind of respect within yep. the community. Yep. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's cut out for it. Mm. 
and I'm worried about that. But but because I'm invested in Tara as a character, I'm worried for her. Yeah. Rather than worried for the show. Yeah. I'm actually invested in what happens to her. So, mm. I think, I think she could well pull it off. Um, but I'm worried <laughs> that she's don't laugh at that. <laughs> I can't help it. All right. But I'm worried that she might be too much of a beater. <laughs> than an alpha. Yeah, but you're just now doing that on purpose. Yeah. What What do you think about Tara? This is going to be controversial. Oh. I don't care for her character. I she bores me. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? No, no. She um, it annoys me that you look at her and think she's like one of the original characters now, and it's like fucking hell. She didn't join them till like season four, four or five. Yeah, like. Because of um, because of Glenn, and his mercy. Um, I I just I don't know what it is about her. I just find her slightly uninteresting. I know mm. some some people are like, well, you know, that she's they're letting her have a little bit more of a serious role. Um, she's less like quippy and jokey, because um, that can be annoying if you your backs to the wall and it's mm. like Jesus, man, everyone's gonna die. Not literally Jesus, because uh, he is dead. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe I prefer that. Maybe I prefer to be like this kind of pseudo, I don't know, comic relief or something. But well, I suppose for a while she kind of she was that, wasn't she? She was your light-hearted until Denise died, and then everything was just fucking miserable. Oh, she she was still cracking jokes off, but um, not as much. (laughs) Yeah. But also, to be fair to her, like in the last few episodes, she's had a lot put on her shoulders. Mm. Jesus is just out of nowhere, dead. She's in charge. She, you know. Well, that's her across the bear, yeah, because oh, of the Jesus yeah. thing. So there yeah. you go. Um, this is Christian critical. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was far right critical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Anyone that hasn't listened to our Oscars podcast, <laughs> I've absolutely no idea what that reference is. There is no far right views on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but you should listen to the Oscars podcast. It's yeah. really good. We've already done the advert. Let's move on. Oh. Speaking of moving on, yep. let's talk about the flashbacks, uh, Lydia's flashbacks about the um, so it's origins of Alpha. Yeah, sh- yeah. should Samantha we just call Morton? it the, the origins of Alpha? Let's, I like that. Let's yeah. call it the origins of Alpha. Okay, what, uh, what right. do you think? What do you think I think? I don't think you liked it. I didn't like it. But I know why, so can you tell our listeners? Um, I shouldn't have to. <laughs> right, <laughs> so this. this is something I should really like. One, I like a good kind of flashback to the time when the outbreak started. I love all that. Mm. Like that fascinates me. That that first kind of two or three weeks of the outbreak, I could watch like two or three or four seasons of just that initial time. Yeah, because it would just be so interesting to me. Um, that kind of apocalyptic chaos, rather than the kind of rebuilding that we have now which is also fascinating so when we come to this and it's like oh man this is like the very early days there's um someone scrawl has scrawled on the wall like 45 days so yep. you're like this is it's just happened this is really good and this is essentially the period of time that we missed while rick was in a coma yeah pretty much pretty much but i just and again samantha morton she's a great actress and if we come to the end I liked how it, how she is presenting Alpha, but I just, it just felt a bit lazy. 
Like, nothing in that origin story. Um, and this isn't a spoiler warning, but this isn't covered in the comics. So I was excited. I was like, oh, man, this this is going to be interesting to see what... Because I, obviously I know what she's like in, you know, beyond this. Mm. But to see that and just to... I don't know. It was just like, okay, yeah, so she killed her husband. So what? Do you know what? I really liked it. Do you yeah, know, but do you want to know why? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And given that I've got no comparison here, I know nothing about Alpha, and mm. I don't really want to know that much about Alpha because I'm really looking forward to seeing Samantha Norton play this. Yeah. And um, What I liked was the fact that the first sort of three flashbacks we had when Lydia was talking about her version of things or the version that she'd been taught before mm. we knew that was the case, yep. I thought it was a bit like, mm, it's a bit of shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's not particularly exciting. And then when it flipped round and we got the like that moment where Lydia just lost it with the crying yeah, of the yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. And we realised what had really happened and then we got those like true mm. flashbacks. I actually then really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought I thought it made the first three or four worth it. They had a payoff. Mm. Um and I really liked the way Samantha Morton portrayed that development into ah fuck you, I'm gonna cut my head off and then <clears throat> oh you shit, just die. See I really liked it. Yeah, I might have liked it more if it didn't happen in one episode. Mm. Like, because, I mean, again, maybe we'll discuss this in in Comic Corner, but I think they're missing something with their representation of of Alpha there, I've got to say. I'm fearful of her just becoming this villain that is like the governor where it's just like... Mm. He's just an out-and-out mental case. Um, he was great, though, wasn't he? Yeah, I liked it. I did like it. But I think there is something different about Alpha, but I d- it didn't feel different. She, It just felt like, oh, now this is the villain. And it is a little bit more complicated than that without going into spoilers. But, but I, I felt like they were alluding to that, and then mm. it just twisted it. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll flip the script or something later down the line but well there are a couple of things here i think and one is and this is part of the reason why i haven't read the comics when you guys have as much as i really want to i also don't want to spoil it for myself now i'm this far in mm. so my perception of a, a storyline like that when we're being introduced and i don't know what alpha's meant to be like yeah my enjoyment of it is entirely different to yours because you've got an expectation of how she should be portrayed in her journey and how you want her to be right yeah yeah which i think is perfectly valid mm. well the other thing i suppose is that we spend a lot of time talking about them dragging things out. Mm. And yeah, maybe this could have happened over a couple of episodes and it could have taken a bit longer, but we've yeah. got some shit to get through in this half season. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of the reason behind the decision to do what they've done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which look, which is, is fair again, like this is a free blueberry episode and the ending of the episode, I was like, yeah, this is, this is cool. What'd you make of her not wearing the mask as she walked up? Loved it. Yeah, what'd you think that was, though? I I didn't really think about it at the time, but I suppose it makes her stand out. It identifies her as the alpha, the mm. one in charge. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether there's, there's something behind it that's like a subconscious, I'm the woman, I'm the one that's going to take you all down, see my face and remember me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You really thought I dream about, about that. Yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't really think about it too much, but I did think the ending was bloody brilliant. Mm. I really liked that kind of walking along in formation and like walking on the fields and everyone going, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. 
uh yeah really good really good great way to end it because sometimes the endings can be a bit flat mm. at this point in the season whereas I, I thought that really made me excited for next well it did make me really excited for next week yeah what, what do you think yeah look i uh, spot on i think um okay it soured a little bit by an absolutely bizarre moment where for some reason oh uh, thingy yeah the two sisters like one's like languishing behind and it's like well surely just run up to the gate why have you run into the bush <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand this or like the the corn or whatever it was um, I mean, have you not watched Signs? Bizarre. It's not like they were even... I can understand if they were all-out attack. They were just walking up to the gate. I, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. That 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 was a bit weird, but the way it ended was cool. I think you're right. She, uh, Spencer Morton's uh, alpha, uh, is supposed to be presented as this, like, absolute leader. She's bearing herself. Like, that is her, um, and she wants her daughter back, and it's like, oh, fucking hell. And I suppose it's a bit like if you compare it to Negan, for example, there's no hiding behind a persona or a character. This is just raw her, isn't it? You know, and I suppose not wearing the mask is part of that. This is me. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. I am totally and utterly confident that I can kick all your asses and get my daughter back. Mm. And I'm, you know, no holds barred here. Yeah. And, and I, th- I oh, fucking hell, Samantha Moore was brilliant. I'm really excited to see her play this out. Yeah. Um, she's playing it in a way that I didn't think she would, to be honest. So. It's a little, um, I don't know, like a little bit more mature, a little bit more like aggressive or kind of raw. Mm. Um, I think raw is a good word. So, yeah, it's good. I like it. Good. Is there anything else you want to talk about from the episode, Major, John? No, I don't think so. Um, as I say, it ended well. I am genuinely excited to talk about next week's episode, although... I mean, it might go so badly that I'd be like, yeah, do you remember when I said I was excited? <laughs> yeah, it was a stinker. Um, One bloob. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. Um, how are they going to kill Daryl for fuck? Um, so have you not seen... Anyway, so yeah. I, I, look, as I say, a good episode, better than last week's. Uh, it's set up well for what I think has the potential to be... <sighs> Think, I think we might find a five blue episode in the next. Oh, I know, what? right? Yeah. So, that but again, you know, I've probably overpromised there. But right. Well, John's got overexcited about what might happen in the next uh, few episodes as we head towards <laughs> the end of season nine. Um, but in terms of main coverage, uh, mm. that's that's our bit. Now, if you don't want any spoilers from the comics, I can't escape them. Uh, but you can. We're about to kick into Comic Corner, but here is a spoiler warning. If you don't want them, switch off now and come back and listen to us next week. If you do, it's time for John to host Comic Corner. Hello there. Um, this is a bit weird. One, I can't believe I'm back on a Walking Dead podcast. Yeah, I know. Baffling, um, isn't it? And two, I certainly didn't see me ever... <laughs> ever hosting a comic corner but the time um, is here own it john yeah the time the time is here um i've done no prep but i have read the comics um and i've been wanting to talk about this for a while there's um it's pretty spot on uh, i've got to say really um there's none of this worm eating nonsense Ugh. uh and i guess that one of the biggest problems i have with henry's character is i can't watch henry be budget carl like it's killing me it is killing me 
So obviously in the comic books, um, there's a very similar scenario. Um, Carl, I can't remember specifically. I think he's guard rather than... Oh, no, 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 sorry. He is he is locked up. But so a similar kind of thing, I believe, from previous comic corners. Well, yeah, I mean, he beats the any. shit out of some kids that um, try and kill... Sorry, try and beat up um, Carol's daughter, who's still alive at this point. Oh, shit, yeah, Sophia. Um, Sophia, yeah. So the the relationship between them feels a little bit more as any kind of uh, literature will, will do. It doesn't feel as, as forced, which is why I actually give this episode props, because um, even though there is some weird stuff that happens... Um, just walking up and letting her out and then seconds into her freedom tripping up over a rock. I mean, come it, on, mate. That was ridiculous. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my God. Oh, do you know do what? You... We'll just we'll just sit here in the grass. So um, this is the interesting thing, I think, from a non-comic reader perspective, is yeah. that even though I know that this is supposed to be Carl and essentially Carl's role now that he's been killed off mm-hmm. is split between Judith and, and homicidal hormonal Henry. Yeah. Ooh, that's a horrible <coughs> mixture, isn't it? Yeah. It, it feels believable to me and I'm okay with it because I haven't seen Carl go through this and as much as I would have loved for us to have stuck to that original storyline I understand yep. why it's all had to happen and mm. actually I think he's doing a good job of it yep. from what I know about the storyline you mm. said it's relatively true to the comics right so are we going through the similar kind of conversations uh, yeah kind of like you uh, again I think there's <clears throat> in the comics it's a little bit more it's dragged out in the you're like well what what is going on with this girl? Is is she going to turn on on Carl? Yeah, they've obviously tried to pack this all into one episode, and um, again, without kind of trying to spoil the next couple of episodes, that dynamic, that relationship is a is a massive, massive part of this entire season, which is uh, which is why it's it's weird, personally for me, that we've got this random kid who is now. In fact, do you, do you want to hear something weird? Always. So last in last week's episode, I was unsure when they caught Lydia mm. how old she was. She looked a little older than I was expecting. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be Daryl and Lydia at that point. I was like... Oh. Yeah, because I, I, I was just like, there's no way that they can have Henry be this, this guy. Actually, it's funny you say that because I... Um, I assumed that she was in like her twenties, but in this episode, she played a younger character quite well. So she's sixteen in in the yeah, comics, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, she was six at the beginning of the outbreak, so we talked ten, eleven years. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. Yeah, do you think that could have, that they wouldn't have done that, would they? Um, well, I suppose they might. Well, no, I mean, well, you never know. You never know. Again, if you think back to how raging Len was when <laughs> they killed Karloff, she heard him last week. This is why, though, still raging. Yeah, yeah, but this is why. Yeah. Because, and again, this is the sort of comic corner where it looks like I've done no prep. I have done prep, but I'm also conscious of the fact that if I said too much about this relationship, it would spoil the rest of the season. We don't want spoilers. Which is what we don't want to do. Not that big. I've got a question. Go for it. So, um, despite the fact that we've rushed it a little bit and you know things are slightly different in terms of the relationship, mm. the portrayal of Lydia... Like the characterization is that close to her in the yeah comics? yeah I, I I'd say it's it's fairly spot on hence um, my praise of her performance she's um, uh, she feels a little bit more kind of sexually experienced let's say oh 
um, Can you than, say that? than Carl is oh, right. um, in the comics. And I, I suspect that that whole worm thing might have been, I don't oh. know, kind of like a... Yeah, I'm not saying she gives him a blowjob or anything. No, 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 but I, I get what you mean. It's kind of insinuating that she's, you know, she might be young, but she's yeah. mature beyond her years. Exactly that, the, without yeah. being too grim. Oh, yeah. okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah, because, again, you, you've got to remember, this is like a very animalistic community mm. that they come from. So, uh, again, this is what I'm talking about. Trying not to be spoilery. She's good. She 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 is good. Um, Homicidal Henry's giving it, uh, giving it a go. <laughs> You've got to give him credit um, for that, man. Yeah, no, look, fair play. But it, it but it is weird, uh, and I suspect that the heavy influence of Daryl in this episode means, to me, he's going to be ingrained in that, like, dynamic for, for probably the rest of the season. Interesting. The other thing that I would say in the comics, we have no explanation of Lydia's background, we have origins of Alpha. Yeah, we have no origins of Alpha. Hence the reason why I was uh, fascinated, interested, but ultimately disappointed. Mm. Um, but there you go. But that's about it for, for Comic Corner. Comic Corner is going to get very fucking interesting over the next few weeks. And I get to do it again next week, which is good. Woo! I suspect that by the time it gets unbelievably good, Len will be back. Um, who knows maybe he won't maybe he's lost in the woods forever could be maybe sucking worms somewhere but <coughs> um <laughs> but until then that's it for that's it for me well there you go thank you very much john cheers I thoroughly enjoyed your comic corner peace out so that's it thank you john for comic corner very insightful and thank you um, sir you are most welcome, young man. Uh, it sounds like we've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming up, uh, both in the show and in Comic Corner over the next few weeks. But mm. for now, that is it from the two of us. Ooh. We will be back at the same time next week with our coverage of episode 11. Lots of exciting things to come. And it yeah, will boy. just be me and John again. Yes. Very exciting. Um, in the interim, do check out some of our other content. Follow us on the social medias and uh, and keep in touch via email. It's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but it's bye for now. Say bye, John. Uh, bye, John. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bye from me. We'll see you next week. Thanks. See ya.